All right. This is our first time recording in the morning. I'm not sure how this is going to go. Yeah. I'm not really a morning person. No, so... neither am I. So, yeah. so far, lots of energy, everybody. So much energy. Um, I haven't had any caffeine or anything today. I had some tea because I get like super, yeah, my voice gets like really deep and weird in the morning too. So what do you get there? A cookie? Mm-hmm. A sugar cookie? Mm-hmm. That Bre- I made. Breakfast sugar cookie. Breakfast sugar cookie. Okay. I love and it. And protein. Oh. We're really fueling what this a baby weird to just combination. be a winner. Protein. It's protein cookie. Okay. Chocolate milk, protein, orgain, and then a sugar cookie. Is that all you've had to eat today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't even. been up very long, though. <laughs> okay, so. good. Does Daisy sleep in? <laughs> so last night we stayed at my parents' house not late, late mm-hmm. for Daisy. Right. Daisy usually goes down around like seven, mm-hmm. but she didn't go down till like eight thirty last night. So, and I'm just burping. I'm just burping up all the protein. Nice. Um, yeah. So she got up at like eight thirty today. But she sleeps in like she goes twelve hours regardless. Yeah. Usually. Oh, so Usually. I was gonna say, yeah, my kids, if they stay up late they still wake up at like 7 6 30 yeah yeah she does that sometimes but mm. okay. for the most part she's still fairly young i don't know she needs all that sleep yeah so yeah della our one-year-old is in this really fun place right now where she is just like a little evil genius and she'll wake up in the middle of the night um because she's been sick so she's 15 months old mm. and she's brilliant and it's really scary But she's been Mm -hmm. sick, so we go in the middle of the night to give her medicine when she wakes up because she's teething or she was sick and it's like, it's this whole thing. But now she's feeling better, but she still wakes up at three in the morning and just yells for like an hour. Yeah. And wants to like hang out and do stuff. Yeah. So she'll just stare at the door and just like baby talk and yell and cry, but it's not like a real, she's really crying. She's really sad, but like, there's nothing wrong. You can no. tell. You can tell yeah. in the cry. Um, but yeah, that's been happening. Last night, I'm like freakishly tired because she did that for over an hour last night. And my wife and I are like, if we go in there, she's just going to keep doing it. Yep. Daisy's doing that too. It's a good oh, time. Oh, my goodness. And we enable it. We're like, oh, you want some milk? Okay, here. Like, no way, let's man. Let's give you a bottle. Let's we can't. Give you a sippy we can't cup. survive. We can't survive it. Yeah. Well, what if you had a newborn right now too? Mm, yeah, Imagine we're jerks. That. <laughs> we're we're jerks. We're jerks about it. I think uh, we sleep train like it's like 1890 and we're just mm. like mean about it, but it's just to like it's so much better for our children. Like if we get sleep, we are so much better parents. Yeah. So they can just deal with it. Yeah. Everyone that's listening, if you're not a sleep trainer, come at me. Come at me, bro. I will. We'll talk. We'll talk. I feel about like it. I'm like pretty middle ground. I'm not very strict, but we yeah. definitely like let her cry for yeah. a solid three minutes. Three minutes. Wow, <laughs> brutal. Like, How do you live yeah, with yourself? So mean. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 
Okay. <laughs> What's so Should funny? We... Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. Do One it. thing. Do it. His John will be like, we just need to let her cry. And then five minutes later, he's the one that gets up and goes and like Caesar. So I'm like, you yeah. soft hearted. Big softy. Idiot. So <laughs> we've changed <laughs> we've changed our tune on John in the last two days. He yes. was the only thing holding he's your life together. Up. And now he's a big dumb idiot. A big, soft-hearted idiot. Okay. Noted. Yeah. I'm going to leave that one in there. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Tell them it every day, so it's okay. Oh, boy. Should we pick a topic? We should pick a topic. Your voice also sounds deeper in the morning. I know, because I'm sick. Yeah. Oh. Is it better? Is it a better, po- is it a better podcasting voice? It's. Uh, it happens every, yeah, every day, because I'm all sick and congested. And I just wake yeah. up feeling like garbage, even after like a shower, sit in a hot shower and try to clear my head out for like 20, 30 minutes sometimes. Oh, but yeah. I still, you get, yeah, you get like this weird Morgan Freeman version of me in the morning. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. That's great. <laughs> um, okay. Topic. Pick a topic. I've got both images up. Me too. Um, we talked about imposter syndrome. We talked about working with people you don't like. <laughs> what else have we talked about? We did a third uh, one. Oh, the stuff about uh, like your natural. Your personality. You, your personality. Are there parts of your personality that you've sidelined to be a, yeah. a designer? And we decided not really. Um, this is a fun what? one. What's helped you most in your career? professors, mentors, attitude, etc. Yeah, we could do that one. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. This is a good one I think for us both just because we're in this mindset because we've been in colleges recently. Mhm. So kind of evaluating those kinds well, of things. And it's like my whole new role too, like yeah. ops. Yeah. So it's like a piece of the puzzle for that, right? Well, let's start there. Let's talk about that. Great. Design ops. Can you oh. explain Can you explain what you're doing now? And we'll transition to this what's helped you yes. most in your career question after we talk about your new role, design ops. Yes. Yes. Let me grab let me grab a rock so I can focus mm-hmm. on myself. Mhm. There it is. Got a rock. Got a rock. rock. Rock jar. Um, yeah, rock jar. Rock bowl now. Rock bowl. Rock bowl. Um, not B-U-L-L, unfortunately. No. B-O-W-L. B-O-W-L. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Sign up. So you're you're avoiding ops. this one. Yeah, you're trying not to I'm talk not about avoiding this. it. Okay. I'm trying not to talk about it because I feel like I am still learning what it is and it's pretty ambiguous, especially in the space of mm-hmm. product design. Mm-hmm. I feel like graphic designers have been around forever, right? And so it's they have a clearer path for like this design ops kind of role and like how they can level up and i feel like product ux ui whatever that design that side of design is still being Mm. shaped and so it's i don't know it's exciting that i get to like contribute to that at a micro level at domo just within our little ecosystem but I'm just still trying to map it out. So it feels fake. It feels like a fake role and a fake title. And it's like a lot of learning. But Mm -hmm. specifically what I'm doing right now is coming up with a playbook for each of our levels within 
Domo. And I think we're going off of like what's in the industry, right? We're not just coming up with like, you're a Domo UX stallion. Like we're not Mm -hmm. doing some weird like leveling like that. That sounds very Domo though. Oh, no, 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 no. Domo, listen, Domo has a personality that exists independently of the design team. Mm -hmm. The design team and the product side of Domo, I would say, is very different than the outward facing Domo. Allegedly. Not allegedly. I (laughs) I am there every day. I would tell you. Okay. We all like Legos. We're a bunch of nerds. We love, well, my team loves D&D. Yeah. yeah. We, for our holiday party, like had a board game game grid come in Amazing. and just have a bunch of board games for us to play. So cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not Broy. Not Broy. All right. Who said Broy? I did. No one said Broy. I didn't um, say Broy. Oh, one second. One second. Big cough there. Big thanks cough. For the, Big thanks cough. for the mute. Um, yeah, it was gross. So, what? Yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got so many thoughts, but what, what are you. So help us understand a playbook a little bit. Yeah. So right now it just exists in Figma and I am breaking out each of the levels that we have. So it starts with intern and then we can credit Dylan Winspear to this for breaking apart two paths of the career ladder that you can go down depending on what you want to do the further along in your career. So there's one path that everyone follows until they become like a senior designer. And then they start dabbling in like managing different people or doing more of an individual contributor route. Mm -hmm. And so we are mapping out those opportunities we want to give the senior level designers so they can figure out what they like. And then from there, it branches off into the manager path or the IC path. Mm-hmm. And so the playbook just kind of looks like an outline of what each of those levels looks like when you're in it, what our expectations are, what um, type of experience you can expect to see when you're interviewing mm-hmm. for those positions cool. and kind of your day-to-day like checklist or skill sets or expectations that we want to see from you. And then the fun part that I have been mapping out is this mindset that we want everyone to have. Ooh. I don't know how much I can be talking about this, but yeah. I'm going to be talking about it. It's fine. I think it's fine. Most of my team has seen it. I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can, um, be va- you can be vague. Yeah. yeah. Just, I can to. tell we've seen the intern level, so I can talk about that one pretty mm-hmm. in depth, but So for like interns and associates, we really want them to adopt the mindset of a collector. Mm. And so we have like this little character that's like a collector and we kind of go through what your mindset should be as the collector on the team, just collecting all this different information, kind of being that sponge. Mm -hmm. And then when you're done with the internship or being an associate, we foresee those two positions lasting about a year. Mm -hmm. We want to see a presentation of all of the knowledge you've collected in that role. Cool. And so in addition to like this mindset, we're also giving like not a challenge or a project, but Mm -hmm. more of just, I don't even know what to call it, like an expedition that they can go on or that they Mm -hmm. can utilize while they're in that role. Yeah. And so you're feeling like you're progressing towards something as the roles as you get further along the roles get more tailored to portfolio pieces mm-hmm. and so it's really just like keeping in mind what you're working on day to day so you can present it in a way that makes sense to people outside of domo 
Yeah. And Love that. so, yeah, it's super nice. And then we also have it tied to like a matrix where you can pick goals and you can score yourself and then those feed into that, your one-on-ones. Yes. Those feed into your one-on-ones and tie back to that project. Or like, yes, exactly. So yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all a lot of moving parts, but I like can see it in my head. It's just mm-hmm. like getting it out on paper and in writing that has been the hard part. Yeah. But like long-term goals for me personally, like I'm using this as like Domo's like our guinea pigs. Like my design team is like my guinea pigs and I'm expecting a ton of feedback. A lot of the stuff has come from my team. It takes a lot of experimentation. Yeah. It takes a lot of tinkering. Yeah. So that's what like this next year is going to be. We're hopefully going to like roll this out in January so managers can start doing it with their teams. Mm-hmm. And um I mean, hopefully this is all like crossing fingers. I still need to meet with like our COO about it, but yeah. Yeah. So it's really like going to be an experimentation for the next year or so. And I'm wondering if I could even get people like outside of Domo that I could mentor and see if it could work. Mm -hmm. Maybe other companies. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And so I really want to make this like an actual book, like an actual playbook that is printed that companies can buy Mm -hmm. and they can use to kind of map out their employees' careers. And it's mm-hmm. really the goal is like, here are all the opportunities for you to level up and for you to like have personal growth while you're here at Domo. You can take or leave it. Like you don't have to do these things, but right. these are all the tools that we can give you. And then okay. we also have like a section that is called tools and it's a bunch of books. It's like the different skill sets that mm-hmm. we as designers have on our team. So like interns know who to look towards. So cool. Yeah. It's a lot, but it's exciting. Okay. Yeah. So it's exciting. I mean, yes. we can clap and cut this if you want, but when you're talking about it Tuesday, like those are all the pros, like that's a big flashy, splashy new job. You're doing really high impact stuff for the team changing the careers of especially associate and mid-level designers who aren't sure like what to do next, where to go interns. Um, what, what are some of the hangups? What's, what gives you anxiety? What's like making, I mean, you seemed kind of sad about it the other day. <laughs> I mean, I was just sad the other day in yeah. general, so <laughs> I don't know how much of it is like. Great day to record from... <laughs> four <know>. podcast episodes. <laughs> it was, it actually pulled me out of my funk, so I was very grateful Yay. for it. Yay. But yeah, I am happy to talk about this. I've talked about it with my team multiple okay, times, good. so nothing yeah. is like nothing's new. Okay. But they know my insecurities with this is having it just be like, oh, this is Jordan's brain baby. Here, team, I'm going to force this on you. Hope it works. Yeah, exactly. So I've been trying to be really yeah. cognizant of that because mm-hmm. that really stresses me out. I don't want this to feel like homework. I don't want it to feel like you're already being a rock star in your job. Now go do this expedition or this project. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to feel like, I don't know, discrediting hard work people are already doing. Yeah. So that is like my biggest insecurity with it and my biggest anxiety. And I mean, I've gotten really, really great feedback. The team has been really supportive. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to take them at face value. Maybe they're saying in their one-on-ones, like, what is Jordan doing? What is this? Like, this is such a bad idea. Yeah. We often do that. So it's okay. Uh (laughs) Just kidding. No, I have a really, really great team. But yeah, that's just like, that's my biggest insecurity is not getting buy-in and having it actually like not work for the team. 
mm-hmm. having my intentions, like I have the best intentions with it. I think I would like to think I do, but having that not come across or not translate and having some of the goals not communicated correctly. Yeah. So I think it okay. really has to do with communication and I don't know, it just gets tricky sometimes. Yeah. And then it's, uh, yeah, the the other interpersonal thing that you mentioned was and that by myself. it's isolated you. It has isolated me. It has isolated me. I mean, I love, I love being able to, I'm going to, we're also working with engineers potentially after we've tested this out with the design team right. to like kind of map it out for them too. And so I'm yeah. thinking like, this is going to be like a whole prod dev, like playbook, PMs, engineers, designers. So it's exciting in the long run. And I mm. am very like invested in it. Like I want to do it. I see the benefit. I think it's important. I'm passionate about it. But the day to day is You're just detached. a lot of yeah. me writing yeah. stuff down, and I'm terrible at writing. And I'm by myself. Mm. So you're detached from your pod or squad. Um, yeah. Well, you're... that got dissolved. My yeah. my trio got mm-hmm. dissolved and broken up, and now we are all on different teams. But from and any, you're, yeah, you don't have a squad or a pod. No, like you're no. a it's roaming the design team. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, you're probably more connected to more people, but the connections are kind of thin. Like. Here's what I'm up to. Here's what I did. What do you think? You don't have that like daily, um, that Jam daily connection with the same same group of people. That's that's brutal. Yeah, it's a little rough, but I don't know. It's like a, it comes with it, I guess. Like it's yeah. just like it's a cross I have to bear. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tr- truly, though, I it's interesting. I've been in um, I've been in similar situations. Um, recently, because I'm I'm balancing both. I still have a pod, but I've been neglecting my pod because I've been doing um, similar principal and operational kind of work. So planning a design sprint, um, getting that off the ground, executing on that. Now all the follow-up is really wild. And then still trying to keep up with work at the pod level is pretty crazy mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um then on top of that, there's a bunch of process stuff like you're mentioning that we just don't have. We don't have a career framework or a growth framework or career ladder or whatever. There's going to be a book. Um, there's going to be a book. <laughs> We've talked about needing a playbook for process stuff as well. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. Atlassian's playbook, um, mm-hmm. but Atlassian's playbook rules. Um, it's awesome. Giving the design team better tools to reach for and just knowing, okay, here's the context. Here's the scenario. Instead of jumping straight to high fidelity designs, we should do this kind of exercise and we should do it with these people. Having it all like in something like Confluence or Guru or Google Docs. Having it or in Figma. writing, right? Yeah, just having just it having it set in stone so people yeah. have like that frame of reference. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I know exactly where to go. I don't have to go to a million places. I'm just gonna go yeah. here and read. A, what my expectations are while I'm in this role, and B, how do I get my job done day to day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think the key for for just like when when you were talking about the anxieties of um, this thing is big, 
Yeah. It's big. It's sweeping. Yeah. Not only like the thing itself is big, but the implications of the thing that all of a sudden you're going to establish like the career growth trajectories and ladders and rungs on the ladder for everyone at Domo and potentially yeah. everyone everywhere else if they buy your book. Um, yes, if they buy that's the a book. lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. I learned a similar lesson this year where we consolidated, the whole company consolidated project management software into just Jira. Oh yeah. Wow. And kind of banned everything else. So okay. it was kind of like, all right, well, the design team, design teams historically, traditionally don't like Jira. Um, so we just like, didn't use it, but that meant for like a year, there was no one place where someone could go and see like, uh, what is the design team doing? Who's doing what? Yeah. What's the, uh, like urgency of these things? What's the size of the projects? It was like, it was really gnarly. So I got with one of our sharpest PMs that I work with all the time. And he and I stood up this like, well, we didn't stand it up. We designed a big old like Jira board just for the design team. And we stripped nice. out we stripped out a bunch of uh, crap that was very engineering specific and tried to take all of the sharp corners off of it so that the design team wouldn't be so intimidated by Jira. Yeah. Um. We spent a couple of weeks on it. It wasn't months, but it was a lot of time over like maybe two to four weeks. Um, and I announced it. We said we were kind of going to pilot it and uh, it just tanked. It just died. Nobody used it ever. It's because Jira is the worst. That's well, Jira is the worst and it was just too big. Yeah. Like, and I, I told, uh, I think it was Dylan. It was funny because I told Dylan this. Dylan and I went to lunch. Dylan Winspear, everybody, friend of the pod, good friend of, of Jordan and I. Yes. Um, but I told Dylan what I'd tried to do. He's like, yeah, that's never going to work. No, no. <laughs> He's like, it's never going to work because then you're going to have to train all the PMs on how to create design-specific tickets. And they're already overloaded with just creating engineering tickets. Then you have different pods. So the design team's distributed across all these pods. Um, mm -hmm. And all of them work in different ways. And I just got super siloed on the idea of consolidating it all into one place. And then Dylan, Dylan gave me some better ideas, but then I was talking to Patrick um, Cox, one of my friends. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you know Patrick, we're going to have to have him on the show soon. But Patrick mm -hmm. was like, yeah, like we don't do anything other than just like a fig jam board. And everyone has their own little like stand up space in a fig jam board. It says what you're working on, um, like what you want to accomplish this week. It's just a stand up. What am I working on? You know, what did I do yesterday? What did I do today? And like, what am I blocked on? Or what do I need help with? And then there's like a kudos and like a shout out spot and a bunch of little cool different areas. But his whole team is super social. His whole team's in there and they're adding stickers and gifts and it's really silly and fun. It's the opposite of Jira. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the lessons that I learned this year was just, again, it's a lesson that designers are learning every nine seconds. Yeah. But just stripping everything back to like, What's the actual problem we're trying to solve? What's the least amount of design we could do to solve the problem? Yep. Yep. And how do we give our team transparency to the higher powers that be, right? That's the thing. Because we started getting burned here and there because people would just be like, oh, what's this person working on? I never hear from this yeah. person or that person. Like, where did they go? And it's like, well, they are having this family thing or they're having that thing. Or like, just like, there's sometimes very little trust. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind saying that because I've told, I've told the leadership of our company that sometimes it feels kind of 
icky with some yeah. of those things where you come straight to me and you're like, Hey, I heard this person's like a bad designer. Why are they a bad designer? And I'm like, they're not a bad designer at all. They just like yeah. had this thing going on and kind of. They had a personal life. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of space, that's another job to be done for me though, is to be able to look and know and have data, even like crude, like rough data that just says, no, this person's working on these three, these three yeah. things. Like, yeah, they're dragging because these three things are sized they're like double xl t-shirt sizes three projects they're all huge like this is yeah. not their fault it's our fault for overloading them and not breaking these down into smaller more measurable pieces whatever anyway mm -hmm. process mm -hmm. stuff is just wild but i'm it's, yeah, i'm empathetic it's... and i i like i could see myself in your position taking way too long on the first oh version gosh. of oh this thing <laughs> I like apologize every day to my boss. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I should be further along on this. But no, but it sounds. But it sounds like you're opening the windows. It sounds mm -hmm. like a lot of people are involved. Where the yeah. thing that I, I learned want this year, my team to be involved. Yeah. but it was just to. Dave and I. Like, it was just the PM. Mm -hmm. That was loud. That was loud. It was just the PM and me. Okay. And we just went off and played process and didn't ask yeah. enough questions, didn't talk to enough people. So I'm yeah. trying to tell you that I think yours is going to go much better than mine I because you're so. showing your work and because you're iterating. It's just better design process in the open. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the more transparent you can be, the better because then yeah. people kind of see like, oh, they really thought through this. Like yeah. it's been really thought through and she's listening to me right it's like mm -hmm. it's not just what jordan thinks it's not just what jordan and devin think it's like oh they're listening to the team they're listening to the needs of the team and they're making a game plan based on the feedback we've given them so yeah. i don't know but it is tricky and we've kind of run into that exact same thing too but that's where i feel fortunate to have domo because we are a data platform so mm -hmm. we have the data on like jira and stuff that we yeah. can use. We have like a little journaling app that we've been using. That's just like a little dashboard on Domo. Mm -hmm. So we can do check-ins and things and keep tabs on what we're doing as a design team. So are you trying to sell been... everyone Domo right now? Is this turning into a demo? <laughs> yes, it is Holy turning smokes. into a demo. No, but it's nice. Cause then we can <laughs> look is. to it, it and is. be like, and I mean, Jason's the guy that's like kind of over it right now, but he can look mm -hmm. and be like, Jordan hasn't checked in for three weeks. What is Jordan yeah. working on? Yeah. So, which I haven't checked in for three weeks, but then we like yeah. also try to make it fun. And one of our other team members logged in every day for like 15 days in a row and we gave him 25 award co points. Nice. So, yeah. We're trying to make it fun, but then it's also yeah. nice when execs come to our managers and say like, what are you working on? And we can point it's directly obvious. to it. It's right here. Yeah. Yeah. And we're missing just... that. But again, again, this is what came up in our last episode. Yeah. Um, 200 person startup versus, versus... whatever yeah. you guys are at now. I mean, we have only like, we're big, but we're not like huge. We're not right. like IBM and meta. Right. 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 But maturity. We're like mid-level, right? You've been maturity, around, but you've been yeah. around mm -hmm. nine years now, 10, almost yeah, 10 years. Know. Yeah. I think 11 actually. Almost. Gosh. Yeah. I was there in 2013. Yeah, they started in 2011 is when the name Domo mm -hmm. got adopted, I think. Because mm -hmm. I just Corda. did a trivia question on this. Corda so. became Domo, yeah. Yeah, there was a weird name in between those two, and I don't remember Ooh. what it was. Okay. But anyway. you can find it on Google. 
I'm sure. Um, yeah. How does this tie into the question that we wanted to tackle? Well, does I was just going to ask that. I don't know. I was just going to ask your opinion on that. I was going to try to transition us to it because I think there's some relevance. Because I've mentioned talking to Patrick. We've both mentioned talking to Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How? Sorry. I'm just remembering the question. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you think it's relevant enough? Or I should do. we? Okay. I do. And then we could tie back to you, like, what was the process like of you deciding to take on a new role and who was involved in that decision? I just, yep, we can get into that. I feel like I just steamrolled everyone when I was like, I'm doing this. This is really? what I'm doing. Yes. Did you create the, you created the position? I yes. See, that's cool I too, really though. do. Yeah. I but did know. you talk to anyone outside of? No. Outside of Domo? Yeah. Uh, Dylan and my husband. There you go. <laughs> so. Okay. Dylan and John. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the question, though. The question is, what's helped you most in your career? And then in parentheses, it says, professors, mentors, attitude. Um, our last episode, we talked so much about just like, attitude. was it being a person, right? Was that yeah. the John quote? Yeah. Um, be a Be person. a freaking person. Yeah. Just be a person. Just be a person. Um being kind and empathetic and uh, trying to understand your coworkers mm-hmm. will do more for your career than just about anything else. Mm-hmm. We already kind of talked about that. So that's helped us in our careers. I do um, have another note though for attitude. Yeah, well, okay. More inward facing rather okay. than like outward. Cause you can, we can shout, be empathetic from the rooftops all mm-hmm. day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, on a more personal focus, I think that a big driver for me specifically as far as attitude goes is just seeing what I can do and having the mm. mindset of just like, I'm just going to try this and just see if it works. I used to do that like with my hair all the time, like in <laughs> high school, like I changed my hair so many times. I dyed it bright red. I cut mm. it all off. It was blonde. It was black. It's just, I just did a lot of things with it and it was just to see if I could pull it off, just to see what it would look like. Well, I don't know though. What gives you, what gives you that kind of confidence though? uh, I think the lack of caring. I don't know. I have no idea. And I don't know if this is just a me thing. I don't know. But I I bet that there are dozens of people. Well, there's probably six people because we only have like a dozen (laughs) listeners, but there are probably like half of our audience is thinking I could just never, if I'm at work, I'm already just thinking, I'm just lucky to be here. I shouldn't push things. I shouldn't do anything other than like what is assigned for me to do. But there's something in you and in me that's like, no, I have an idea and it's worth rocking the boat yeah. to just like try this idea. I think that, I, don't I think, know. I don't know what it is, but I think we got to call out just the fact that not everybody's like that. The delusional confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I yeah. don't know. I think I think once you realize that a like you're disposable at a company, right? We talk about that mm-hmm. a lot. Like anyone mm-hmm. can do your job, and b companies are disposable to you. Like once you flip that and you realize like you could a do your own thing if you lose your job, you could yeah. do freelance, or mm-hmm. b there's so many companies hiring designers, and yes, the like hiring process is hard or whatever. But like mm-hmm. once you realize like that that kind of doomsday like i'm disposable anyone can do my job once you flip that on the company yeah there's a lot of pressure that's relieved i could so, do this anywhere 
Yeah. Exactly. I could do this anywhere. I could do this mm-hmm. for anyone. I could do it for no one. I could do it for myself. There's just yeah. a lot of possibilities within design. And I think it's really freeing. You're super confident though. I'm super confident. <sighs> yeah. It's easy. And it, maybe this know. is our, maybe this care. is our next episode. I know. I know. Yeah. So this is extra sensitive to me because I was at V school uh-huh. and I couldn't understand why so many of my students wouldn't show me their work. And I got really frustrated because I talked about Dustin, right? Like Dustin was just like, here's my rectangles. Yeah. They're terrible, but I love them. Like Uh so confident and just like I had nine other students out of the 10. Dustin was the one out of 10 that would just like gladly show his work. And the other nine would just hoard and hide their work for as long as they could. And I was venting to one of my closest mentors. His name is Brian. Um, he works at a firm as a design manager. He's the coolest person. I think I've mentioned him before, but I was like, Brian, why will these people just not like show their work? It's just like, Mm -hmm. has to be this way. You have to get this bad design out of your system. You have to just like learn the process. And he's like, yeah, like it's easy. It's easy for you to say that, but like, what does it mean to you to be wrong? And I was just kind of like, not much. Like, no, no, for me, like. Mm. What does it what does it mean to me to be wrong? Like it really doesn't mean anything. Try try something different, kind of laugh, laugh it off, try again, move on. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, exactly. But he said there's like your entire the entire like uh shaping of that part of you is like decades long. Mm-hmm. Which is a wild thought. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and it made me look mm-hmm. at my students so much differently. But he's basically saying like you are so lucky to feel that you have all these safety nets where if you get fired from your job, like I did, if you get laid off, if you leave, like it's not that big a deal, but a lot just has to do with like where you come from. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I would also say, I don't know if it's so much confidence as assuming you're always wrong. (laughs) if that makes sense if you go into it and you're like oh i suck like what do you think about this like Mm -hmm. i don't know that's where i feel like you just kind of have to laugh at yourself and not take yourself so seriously because you probably are wrong i don't know that's like the mindset that i go at things with but that we could talk about that all day that idea that like these ingrained things in you have been built up over decades over your entire life And you have to unlearn them and you have to be aware of them. And that's where like, I've done a lot of work personally Mm -hmm. with like, you are a badass. That book is like Mm -hmm. my Bible. I freaking love Mm -hmm. it. It's great. I like make notes in it. I listen to it once a year, but it talks a lot about undoing that subconscious stream of thought that you have that's driving all your decisions and Mm -hmm. figuring out where that's coming from and why it's talking to you the way it's talking to you, because it's not you, it's your inner child, right? Mm -hmm. It's like doing that inner child work and really like, I don't know, just working on it. It's a lot of work, but it pays off. So I, we can talk about it for Maybe we should, maybe we should truly, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should do an episode on like, just like that designer confidence and where it comes from or where it doesn't come from. I will pull out um, all my self-help books and we can yeah. do it. And I would It'd love be interesting. That. It'd be a fun one to have somebody else on to add like a third perspective to. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I mean, we, we kind of danced around answering this question. What's helped you most in your career? 
I was um, just talking about specifically attitude, and then we kind of went off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. So this now is we a good can kind of go in like the other realms. I think. I yeah, but know. I gotta go. Oh, you gotta go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At what ten forty-five? Do you have a meeting right now, or do yeah. you have a meeting? Oh, okay. No, I'm I'm one minute late for a meeting right now. Okay, sorry. So that's no, fine. It's yeah. It's just with a couple of my teammates. Um, I think this should be a to be continued episode. I think this should can, be a to be continued. So this leave is it as a cliffhanger. What's helped you most in your career, part one, um, and the answer in part two is going to be the actual answers. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, this will be fun. We've kind of danced around it. We've hinted at it. Cool. Well, I'm going to hop. Um, but this was great. That's a fun listener question. I'm so glad we're doing this, and uh, I got to go talk design stuff with a couple designers. Hosted and thrown together by Jordan Gleason and Logan Williams with help from Holland Siemens. Connect with us on LinkedIn, follow the show on Instagram, and reach us on our hotline at 801-901-8228. We'd love to hear any ideas or feedback you have for the show, so send them over in a DM. Please do us a huge favor and leave us a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best way to help more people find our show. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you in a few weeks.